everyone, and welcome to the Able Voices Podcast. I'm Dr. Rhoda Bernard, Founding Managing Director of the Berkeley Institute for Accessible Arts Education, and I am proud to present this podcast featuring disabled artists and arts educators. We are inviting artists with disabilities to be guest hosts for the Able Voices Podcast. Today's guest host is singer and songwriter Alex James. Alex James is a 25-year-old experienced singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, and teacher from the Northeast of England. Alex lives with the rare genetic muscle-wasting condition Duchenne muscular dystrophy, DMD for short. And although he was diagnosed with this fatal condition at the young age of four, his determination remains undefeated and he continues to defy the odds. After graduating university with a BA honors degree and master's degree in music and completing a teacher training course to the highest level, Alex took the band he developed during his master's degree and created the one and only DMD-fronted alternative rock band known as Alex James, based in the Northeast of England. In the past few years, he has written three successful singles, which are left as a legacy for generations to come. Luckily, there is more music and performances coming from Alex very soon, and he looks forward to sharing his experiences as the next guest host of our podcast. Hello, and welcome everyone to the Able Voices podcast. I am your host, Alex James, singer and guitarist of the Duchenne slash wheelchair-fronted alternative rock band, Alex James. You can view the previous episode prior to this one for my introduction. Anyway, to start off this trilogy of episodes where I will be interviewing unique disabled artists from across the UK, we are joined by the incredibly amazing poet and songwriter, Miss Jackie, who, from listening to her debut EP, Perception, invokes emotion through lyrically relatable songs, which are complemented by her soulful voice and reverberating beats and melody. So hello, Jackie. It's very nice to meet you. Hi, how are you? Um, yeah, I'm great, thank you. Super excited to be here, so yeah. <laughs> great stuff. So a quick introduction to Miss Jackie. Today's guest, Miss Jackie, knows a great deal about working with the cards that you are dealt. She is someone who always tries to challenge societal perceptions, like what it actually means to be a black woman with a disability. A wheelchair user herself, Miss Jackie wants her poetry and music to help her listeners to see the world differently and to inspire others to feel confident in being themselves. Miss Jackie has performed at various locations in the UK, like the 2012 Paralympic team welcoming and opening ceremonies, Southbank Centre, the Barbican and Rounder House. She's also worked with Oily Cart, Theatre Royale Stratford East, National Youth Theatre, the Poetry Society, Bernie Grant's Art Centre, Battersea Arts Centre, Upswing and more. And also there was another one. Is is it called Grey? Grey Eye. Grey Eye. Ah, yeah. I see. So all this is based in London, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, great. So Miss Jackie also believes that creativity can be a universal language and demonstrates devotion to the exploration of poetry, music, songwriting and of course performing her debut ep perception was a bold step in establishing herself and her disabled activism within the walls of the music industry so jackie 
As we know, you have spent over 15 plus years creating, performing and advocating for change in different industries. However, I am very interested in how all of this actually started. Can you tell me or can you tell us how you started out as an artist and how did you actually end up where you are today? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Yeah, like how it all started. I was a really like painfully shy kid. Like, I mean, like painfully shy. I was the kid that would be in the corner and entertain myself. Like, I don't want to get involved. Don't get me involved in things. And then I started off in theatre. My mum stuck like she signed me up to a theatre club group. Oh great! Yeah. Um, and she was just like, "Well, I've paid for it, so you have to go." All um, right. Yeah. And I'm like one. I have like two brothers, two sisters. So for her to be like, "I paid for it," means you're gonna go regardless. Um, so that really helped me get out my shell. And I've always been fascinated with music. I've always loved music. I was the like kid that recorded the radio onto cassette tapes i'm really showing my age right now um and i just always wanted to learn how it worked and things like that and then when i was a teenager i grew up around a lot of people who wanted to be rappers so i used to record them and be like oh yeah i can record yeah cool and i never thought that i could be an artist because i never saw someone who looked like me say they wanted to be an artist or actually do it So I just thought, oh, well, the closest I'll get is like sound engineer. And I did that for loads and loads of years. And then one year I met uh, an amazing poet called Kat Francois. And she was just like, you're really talented. Like, what are you doing? And I was just like, oh, yeah, you know, I just write and then, you know, do music. And it's like for me and like whatever. Um, and she was just like, learn all of the rules so you can break the rules. Because if there's no blueprint, then you have nothing, like you can't do anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so that was like how it all started. And then um, one year I just decided, I was like, I'm going to create a song. And that song turned into a whole EP and I put it out. And then wow. it's been nonstop ever since. So, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is amazing. So you've you've really come on a long journey there. Yeah. Um, obviously, being in the background of theatre myself, I agree with the fact that it like helps people like us to, to come out of our shells and really understand our talent, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, yeah. So you've really, you demonstrate that through the EP and it, it's obvious that you've really developed over the, these years of experience. Yeah, yeah, no, I've had a good time. Um, yeah, definitely. And I've learned from different people along the way. So, yeah, I'm I'm super blessed. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and as you say, like, obviously being someone who, who others can look up to, because obviously you're in a wheelchair, you can, you can show people that you're on that stage doing your thing, performing your music, and obviously active, being an activist for the disabled community, like yeah. myself. Obviously, we, we want people to get onto the stage don't we yeah I'm like you should it's that thing of like representation and like when you can see someone else doing the thing that you want to do it makes it so much more possible in your mind and like for a really long time I didn't want to be that like I didn't want to be the poster child for like yeah yeah like you know she's the only and it's like I'm not the only one 
there were a whole bunch of us so um yeah i had to come to terms with if not me then who and and i'm not gonna get everything right when i do it but I'm gonna do it and see yeah. what, how it works out. So exactly, yeah. that's that's what I'm all about as well. You've just got to do it and make people realise that it's not just the able-bodied people who can do music, and also the the perception that disabled artists aren't that good and they're just doing it because they feel sorry for them. You know, you know yeah. that feeling. Yeah, like I grew up in a house where it was. I was told that like I had to work twice as hard to be average. And I had to work three times as hard to be exceptional. And I have no other option but to be exceptional. So I grew up with that mentality. So right, I'm, yeah. I'm a very much an overachiever. Um, yeah, yeah, but also yeah. I think that really helped shape my brain and the way I look at the industry. Like there yeah. are so many talented disabled artists. And there are some really crap ones. The same with exactly non-disabled yeah. people. Yeah, like I there agree. are super talented ones, and then there's super crap ones. I'm not going to name any names, but that thing of like, oh, just give someone a spot because they're disabled. Like if their work speaks for themselves, yeah, of course, put them on. So yeah, yeah, I see what you're getting at there. Like obviously, the inclusion of music isn't just allowing disabled people to do it because they're disabled it's more because they're talented artists like you obviously talented individual who writes songs in a poetic form and all that stuff and the message that comes across is quite deep and it made me feel things on quite an emotional level when I listened to your EP which is quite because obviously being in that position myself I feel like we're kind of very similar um Mm. But anyway, like being disabled myself, I empathise with these experiences and obstacles that we face as disabled individuals and artists. And I imagine some of our listeners will relate to this as well. So with that being said, can you tell us about your experiences as an artist with a disability? Oh, how much time do we have? (laughs) Um, There's not a few points. (laughs) Yeah, I think um, some of my experiences as a disabled artist is unique to me but not unique things like trying to find affordable accessible studios like being on being on stages or being offered to be on stages that aren't accessible so you're kind of like yeah yeah I didn't I didn't ask to be here you booked me like it wasn't yeah there's a breakdown of communication should be reasonable adjustments man yeah like or picking venues that aren't accessible and I think like that's all the negative stuff but also I think some of the positive stuff is being able to create a career that I want like and I'm still building a career that I want um Mm -hmm. being able to meet other disabled artists like once you're in it and you meet other people you're like oh my there are so many of us where have we all been exactly Um, and I think like that is such like a great thing I think my experience might be a little bit unique to me in terms of like being a black woman in in music. Yeah, it's quite unique, um, yeah. Because I think that also the kind of music I make, I think sometimes the assumption is that I make R&B music, which yeah. R&B is great, but I don't think I make R&B music. Um, exactly, you could, so, you could make metal music if you wanted. What if I wanted to, you know make like what if I was an opera singer um so I think that that like 
perception exactly, of yeah. me in a in industry is is sometimes really weird. But yeah, I think my experience is a it's been a really hard road. I'm not gonna sit here and be like, yeah, it's been yeah. super easy. But I've met people along the way that make it worth it. And yeah, yeah. when I get to perform in front of young people or kids that look like me that have a disability and they're singing along to a song and I'm just like like this is the moments I live for like it'll be great to one day win a Grammy and it'll be great to one day headline Glastonbury but I think I do it for one myself but two for everyone who sees themselves in me so yeah yeah so you're kind of doing it for yourself but also allowing others to see what's possible because us as individuals have been in that position before where we didn't know others like us like like us existed you know yeah and, and obviously I know like the the oppression of like black individuals and considering music like like you said the R&B but really why can't a black musician do uh, metal music why can't they do opera as you say because they're all considered as a white white music if you want if you want to add that um point to it yeah, um, I think it's 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 unique because I love R and B, I love soul, I love jazz. Like I grew yeah, up I on the yeah, soul yeah. music. That's the music I grew up on. Gospel and country music. I like a lot of people don't know. I grew up on country music. Oh great! Wow. So like I just think we should stop trying to put people in boxes and just yeah go. because it's the same with um, rock music because they they idolize like people like um the Arctic Monkeys and stuff and they're all able bodied musicians uh white individuals um and obviously not disabled um and the only time i saw a disabled person on stage they put a blanket over his legs um during top of the pops so there was yeah there was a guy who sang in a wheelchair and they put like a cover to hide the wheelchair so i'm a big (laughs) i'm a big um advocate for stuff like this um but anyway, I know that um, our listeners would like to hear more about your like arts experience that you've received over the years. So can you talk about how you've found your way into the arts a bit more? And obviously, how do you continue to learn today? Yeah, so like like I said earlier, like my mum was the biggest catalyst for that. Yeah. Um, shout out to my mum. She's amazing. I think I it was a way for me to express myself outside of my house so like I would put on shows and concerts in my living room but yeah, as soon yeah. as you took me outside of my house I'm not making eye contact with anyone I'm not talking to anyone I'm trying to disappear as much as possible so for her to sign me up to theater because she was like you've got something like yeah she could see it she could see it yeah, yeah like but you know do like do something with it let it out in a way and then I was in theatre for a really long time and then I kind of retired pretty early from it because yeah. the roles that I was getting at the time was like, oh, the sick friend, oh, the sick sister, oh, the sidekick. And like, I'd be getting, getting sick of it a bit. Yeah, I was just like, I, I didn't want to do this. So I retired and I still do theatre now every so often if someone asks me specifically and it's a really nice role. One day I want to play a villain in a Marvel movie. So if anyone's listening, oh, yeah. I definitely want to be a villain. Um, I would love to say that. I would. I think it would be so cool, right? Yeah. So yeah, like I, I've done quite a lot of like artsy things. Like I said, I really loved 
and still love music and how it works. And being a sound engineer, I got to learn a lot about sound and how different tones affect people differently and things like that. All right. So like an um, emotional, emotional connection to the music almost. Yeah. Like you'll be really, you, you would be really surprised in like how certain tones or certain instruments or certain sounds make people feel because we attach sound to like our memories and stuff. Like yeah, if I yeah. played a song from when I was like 16, it would take me back to that moment where it was like the best song at that time. So I did a lot of that. And then, yeah, I was just like, I can get into music, so why not? Um, and I like decided in 2018, well, 2017, that I was going to put out a song because I wanted to and I mm -hmm. felt like I had something to say. So I started the process and then the whole of 2018, I just was figuring out what I wanted to say and how I was going to do it. And I think I learned very quickly how inaccessible and how prehistoric the music industry can be at some times, yeah. which could have been a setback. It could have driven me away from not creating music ever again, but actually I've always loved a challenge. And again, oh, yeah. I am an overachiever. So getting into the arts, I think is always a fun way. I say, go to your local theatres your local youth centres youth clubs just sign up to like music short music courses I tell everyone all the time try things out because you never know what you're going to fall in love with and what will be your thing um, exactly yeah so yeah that's yeah that's kind of how I've got into it and there's loads of things that I've learned about myself about the industry and how I can only control how I react to things. Yeah. And like if something's, for instance, if a stage or a venue is inaccessible, how am I reacting or responding to it? I can't control people's stupidity. I cannot control people's poor judgment. Yeah. I can only control how I react to that. And nine times out of 10, I'll just be like, this isn't worth it. Like, I'm not going to stress myself over your stupidity. Yeah, so um, you choose the right moments. You choose the right um, opportunities. Yeah, I'm not a yelly, shouty, shouty kind of person. Unless I have to. I grew up in East London. We yell and we shout and we get down mm. when we need to get down. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you pick your moments. Um, and I think kindness goes a long way. So when you're kind to people, they remember that. and. I think I never want to be seen as a diva artist. Like I say hello to everybody when I yeah. do a show. And like, I try to be just nice to people because that's what they remember. And then people yeah, work so with you more. Because you're building the network, aren't you? You're building your network of people who are going to help develop your um, experiences. Um, yeah. yeah. And potentially provide good opportunities for you that will further develop you. Yeah. Um, and... Um, did you do any music courses at university or was it basically just all? Yeah, so <laughs> this is a funny story. Um, so I went okay. to college and I wanted to study theatre, music and photography. Right, yeah. And my first choice basically were like, you're too disabled to do photography. You're not allowed in the dark room. Right. So I was like, I'm not going to go there. 
So then I've picked my second choice, third, well, actually third choice. And they were like, you can only pick one thing. And I had to decide between theatre and music. So I chose theatre because it was something I knew already. And I yeah, did music on the side. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I kind of know the theatre games. I know how to memorise the script, all of that stuff. But then when I went to university, I didn't want to go to university, but my mother is Nigerian. So there was no way on God's green earth that I was not going to get a degree in her house. So I decided, yeah, I had to. So I decided I was going to do music production. And she said, oh, music, that's not a career degree. So I had to do music production and business, which was great, was a lot when you have to make music, write an essay on why you made that music, and yes. then another yeah. essay for business. I um, agree, yeah. So it, was, it wasn't hard. It was really hard. But I think the thing that I took away from uni and music was the first day in the first lecture I ever had in university, there was a class of about 320, 300, let's just say 300 students. Wow. And the lecturer said, Out of everyone in this room, 10 of you are going to make it. Maybe five of you are going to be, five of you might be women. Or three of you might be women is what he actually said. Wow. Um, And I was, I literally sat there, looked around and said, if it's only going to be three of us, I'm going to be the one. You're the overachiever. Yeah, because I'm an overachiever. Um, But it was really eye-opening because by the end of the year a class of 300 was like down to like 25 whoa wow which was wild but I also think because it was music production it was the nitty-gritty and the like tech and the like it wasn't about being a performer and at that time in my life I was comfortable with not being in the limelight but university was a whole nother thing as a disabled person let alone artist so it was an experience that I both loved and hated, and but it also made me learn a lot about myself and how I treat people and how access yeah. is important on every level, and it's not one size fits all. And yeah, I met some really cool people, and some of the skills, some, I say some, of the skills that I learned then, I use now, and quite a lot of it. I haven't yeah. used since I graduated. So yeah, I, I totally resonate with that. I, I agree with like everything you've said because I had the same experience at university. Um, you, you go for it and you kind of it's good and bad at times, but it's yeah. always worth it in the end because you make friends, you get that confidence and all that stuff. Yeah. So so moving on, we know you are a very active poet, songwriter, and disabled activist. But I'd like to know a bit about your debut EP, Perception. So how did this come about and what's it all about? Let let the listeners know. Yeah, Perception is an EP that is all about how, at the time, I felt I was being perceived, especially while I was creating the EP. So each song on the EP is kind of like a time in my life when I was making the EP that really stood out, like it was, it's different perspectives. And I called it perception because 
it was how I perceived myself, how other, how I thought others perceived me, and how I'm actually perceived. So creating it, oof, blood, sweat, tears, kidneys. I just I had to give it all. Um, and I actually, when I was creating the EP, I was still trying to figure out if I genuinely wanted to stay in the music industry. Yeah, yeah. And each song has like a really special place in my heart like even when I finished recording the last song which wasn't supposed to be on the EP but it had to be because I felt moved to I remember just sitting back and listening to the whole thing in its entirety and just going oh my god you did it like what like you actually yeah you sit back and go yeah and it wasn't out yeah it was literally just like on my hard drive yeah and I was just like okay so what do I want to do and how do I want to release it um and there was so many obstacles this EP might never have seen the light of day because there were so many delays and like trying to get it mixed and mastered and some people had the stems for stuff I had half the stems and it was just like absolute chaos but even recording it was chaotic because there was a lift in the particular studio i'm not going to name them because i'm not into shaming but it just kept breaking oh and there was one time i came in traveled all the way there the lift was broken and i was just like this is never gonna get done i know Um, that's the worst thing that could happen as well when you're in the zone and you're ready yeah I like had like did vocal rest and like I'm ready to just record as much as possible yeah and then I think also working in a male-dominated industry and I came from like sound I'm a sound engineer at my core um, and people kind of going oh no 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 you don't understand what you're talking about and I'm just like are you saying that because I'm a woman or are you saying that because I'm disabled or like wh- where is yeah, this yeah. coming from but it was met with a lot of that so I'm really super duper proud of Perception because it also is a snapshot of all of the obstacles that I had to overcome to make sure that this EP saw the day of light and uh, the light of day. Um, yeah. Also, yeah, it's, it's just each song on there is a part of me, is a part, is a different part of my life journey. and. Yeah, I'm just super proud of it. <laughs> yeah, you should be. I think one of my favourite tracks on the EP is Broken. Yeah. So yeah. I, th- I think we'll give the audience a bit of a listen to that and see what they think. Awesome. You can build from the pieces Something that's stronger Than ever before The easiest way to explain broken is reduced to fragments Like a puzzle that you never get to see the whole picture at any given time But when something is broken, our instinct is to try and fix it We all know that tape and glue won't hold forever What if it can't be fixed? What if it is fractured beyond repair? What if the pieces just aren't matching up? It can be anything from a relationship so. That was Broken by Miss Jackie. You can check out the rest of her EP Perception, which is available on all streaming services, including Spotify, Apple Music, 
YouTube music, pretty much everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> if you want lyric videos, you can find them on YouTube also. Yeah. So, finally, I was going to ask, if you could, what advice would you give to your younger self as an artist? What advice would you want to pass on to other emergent artists with a disability? Uh, woof. That's a, that's a... <laughs> yeah, that's a question, isn't it? That's a question. What advice would I give to younger my younger self? Don't wait too long to start, just start. Just get into it, you know? Yeah, just do it. Because I think there was like a fear of people aren't going to get it or I'm not qualified to do this or... And I I'm just like, yeah, you just kind of figure it out. Like any adult... Or anyone over the age of 18, I'm going to say adult, because sometimes people aren't adults when they're 18, but anybody who's over the age of 18, if you think that people older than you have it together, they're lying because we're all winging it. (laughs) We're all just trying to get through the day. So trying to live. Yeah, like nobody has everything all together. Um, So I guess the advice I'd give to younger me is just start, just do it. You're going to love it. It's always been something that you loved, so why run from it? And advice that I would give to other emerging disabled artists. I think it's the same. Just do it. Collaborate with other artists. Build a network of artists, disabled and non-disabled. Believe in what you have to offer. Yeah, I think it's that thing of like, we're all unique. Don't try and be the next Beyonce, because there's yeah, only one Beyonce. Do you, you know what I mean? You've got to be you. You've got to be, yeah, you've got to like, be Miss Jackie. You've got to be Alex James. You've got to be you. Yeah, you have to be you. And I know that sounds really cheesy and corny. Yeah, but yeah. Alex couldn't make my music and I couldn't make Alex's music. It's all so, yeah, just like trust that you have the skills and the talent to do what you want to do but also never stop learning yeah exactly you get to a certain yeah. point don't think oh yeah i'm here now but like, yeah going, i know everything yeah you have to you have to have to keep going keep learning and treat everybody with kindness because yeah. it will come back to you like it always does so yeah those those are the things i would say i'm gonna like i'll take this question away and like Maybe answer it on, on social media somewhere. So um, Yeah, yeah. yeah. So people yeah. can look out for that. So yeah. thank you so much for being on this interview, Jackie. I was just going to ask, do you want to share with the listeners um, where they can find you, where they can find out more about you and stuff? Yeah. I am Miss Jackie on everything. So it's I am A-M Miss M-I-S-S-J-A-C-Q-U-I literally on everything most of my shenanigans go down on instagram that's where i'm my most active feel free if you have questions you want to know stuff slide into my dms respectfully me and the block button are friends but yeah like thanks so much for having me and yeah like we should collaborate soon (laughs) yeah definitely miss jackie thank you so much so thank you everyone for listening to the able voices podcast I'll see you in the next one. Alex James out.
Accessible Voices is a production of the Berkeley Institute for Accessible Arts Education, led by me, Dr. Rhoda Bernard, the Founding Managing Director. It is produced by Daniel Martinez del Campo. The intro music is by Kai Levin, and our closing song is by Sebastian Batista. Kai and Sebastian are students in the arts education programs at the Berkeley Institute for Accessible Arts Education. If you would like to learn more about our work, find us online at berkeley.edu slash B-I-A-A-E or email us at B-I-A-A-E at berkeley, that's L-E-E dot E-D-U.